Hello and welcome back to another episode of Relentless Optimism. I'm your host, Kate Gould. On today's episode, we chat to Ashley about his experiences from his injury, as well as being part of the PBS Plus project. And we also speak with his occupational therapist, Nadine Holgate. We're going to focus today on the topic of projects. As we heard from speaking with Melissa Capo, projects are a vital way people can participate in something meaningful that results in a tangible real life product and provides an opportunity to experience success as well as practicing self-regulatory behaviours. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you for joining me. Not a problem. Thanks so much, Ashley. I really do appreciate that. I thought a good place to start would be learning a bit about what your life was like, Ashley, before you had your injury. Before I had my injury, I was hardworking uh, as a um, shoemaker and um, shoe designer. I did uh, karate. I also loved going camping, fishing, outdoors activities, and I had a lot of lots of confidence too. Very confident person. Yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of different interests and. Uh, yeah, really outgoing guy. Yeah, really like um, yeah, just 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 um, just like a normal 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 kid. So obviously, Ashley, there's never a good time for an injury, but it sounds like when you had yours, it really interrupted your life going so well. Can you tell us a bit about what happened in your injury? I, I was 18 years old, and I went out to a nightclub, and I was assaulted, and as a result from being assaulted. I was in a coma for um, two weeks, and when I came out the coma, I had uh, left front lobe uh, damage. I had epilepsy, and also had uh, memory problems and anger problems, and I also had uh, impulse control loss and um, depression and anxiety. That there was all the problems that I had, and I didn't really understand none of it, and I didn't really have much help when I came out of hospital. Yeah, I was just um, very confused and um, just didn't know what to do, what where to turn until um, we, we found a, a good doctor and then she got the ball rolling because uh, yeah, it takes a long time to um, get to know yourself. It took at least 10 years before I understood just what was going on with me and all this. And then I had to learn how to um, deal with that stuff and um, work out ways, um, new strategies to, to deal with, with um, day-to-day life with these injuries. It certainly changed my life in a big way. And we also moved from uh, Melbourne up, back up to the country where it was a bit, bit easier life. So it's affected, you know, it's a really significant injury. You had a brain injury and it affected you in so many different ways in your, your thinking, in, in your mood, your behavior, even where you were living. And it's been a, a really long journey for you and the way it's impacted your life. Just before you started working with us for the project, where were you at in your life? What was going on for you then? Well, I was still um, trying to um, learn how to um, control myself and still still practicing strategies and and working with with uh, doctors and and, uh, and other people, just just trying to um, get 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 better, so I could um, return to like some sort of a, a normal life with some confidence and stuff that I had lost, and 
And um, yeah, just just still still trying to get get somewhere, like trying to get get back so I could have a normal normal as close as I could be to a normal life. You were really motivated to, um, yeah, improve your your everyday life. Um, I know that yeah, you were having some, you know, difficulties when you're out in the community and going about, you know, interacting with with other people before you started working with us. Can you tell us a bit about what was happening there? Yeah, um, I, I would go out and um, if, if something wasn't right or like, I got a bit angry or whatever, I always left and just came home and um, missed out on a lot of things. That was one of my strategies was if I can't like deal with it or whatever, I wasn't to, to stay there and try and deal with it and have a big blow up. It was just better to just leave and come home and every time I'd done that, I, I felt a little bit sad and, you know, a little bit like, cause I missed out, but I didn't get in trouble and, and stuff. So it sort of gave me a bit of depression by leaving, but didn't cause a ruckus or didn't cause, cause a lot didn't get in trouble from the police. That was one of the things that I wanted to be able to deal with in the end. I wanted to be able to stay there and not miss out. So finding that middle ground from getting really angry that led to trouble with the police to sort of avoiding the interactions getting worse, so going home, which I know eventually led to not wanting to go out much at all. Yeah, that's right. Um, It's the only sort of option I had at that time because um, I I was still trying to deal with stuff and I wasn't wasn't right. I still, still didn't have it all worked out. I still, I still wasn't um, like a hundred percent to get back into the community at that time. It's really hard stuff to figure out on your own, how to, how to make things in the community go better. You know, you're, you're trying some things on your own and eventually you did come to us in the project. Tell us a bit about how, how you connected with, with the PBS plus project. Well, I just got referred by a doctor. I always wanted to um, try to like help other people when I when I done the course with with years and stuff and um, yeah I just wanted to to um, yeah get sort of um, better. Yeah, and I know that you were also attracted to the idea that being part in our trial was going to help with the research that would help other people from us learning if this intervention is helpful or not. Yeah, well that gave me some motivation. I was always happy that. What, I, what I've been through to help someone else, I was always willing to um, be up for that. And um, that gave me some motivation to get into it. And I, at the same time, taught me a few more things that, that I needed to learn. Yeah, so it's very sort of generous and um, altruistic of you to, to want to help and contribute to the research. And you were, as you said, very motivated to find a different way, find some new strategies to cope. That being said... I think also, though, it was still hard to, to get started on this work. It, it was hard because there's a lot of things that go on, like, and I'll get tired and stuff, and um, sometimes it's, it's just too much stuff going on at once, and, and you need, like, I just sometimes I need a little break away, and then I'll come back to it later. Yeah, sometimes it seems a little bit difficult sometimes to work with someone like me who gets a bit tired and stuff like that. Um, but, um, yeah, as long as I was like, as long as they're willing to, um, to, to get some help 
it's it's always worth um, sticking sticking with him. Or yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, I think that was a big part of our work with with you, Ashley. That like the door was o- always open. So if you weren't ready at the beginning because of feeling tired or you had a lot going on, and it's a bit anxiety provoking to sort of yeah, a lot of anxiety. Yeah, to start to really focus on this that the door was open for when you were ready to come back. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the PBS Plus, as we talk about, you know, the behaviour is why you come to us, but it's not where we start the conversation necessarily. We sort of start with the bigger picture of what really matters for you in your life. What are the big deals or what, you know, you know the, the meaning or the quality that you want for your life? Can you tell us a bit about when you, you started the, the project what sort of things that you wanted to work towards? I wanted to um, get get some more confidence and I, I really wanted to join a group, but I wasn't quite ready at the time. But I wanted to build up to, to getting back out in the community and joining back into uh, groups and stuff. I wanted to like, get, get back out outdoors and, you know, just, just get back out there and I wanted to like do a bit of, you know, start doing a little bit of work around the houses and yeah, get some motivated and get sort of back to normal sort of life. Mm. And so for you, you know, getting angry when you're out and about, that was a real barrier to joining groups, to to be outdoors and also to to do some work as as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, now I go to the gym three, day, three times a week and um, – I've got got a bit of confidence back now, and um, I do a bit of work. Just uh, make maybe make a little bit of money here and there makes things easier. You can do a few things that you, you wouldn't normally do, you know. And um, yeah, I just um, wanted to to just yeah get back and um, go fishing and work and make a little bit of money and um, yeah get me confidence back and. It all seems to be going good at the moment and um, I'm, I'm happy to where I am today. Well done, Ashley. That was beautifully said, really nicely um, summarised and, and gave a lot of, you know, really great, I think, helpful information. So, Nadine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kate. So, Nadine, can you tell us about your experiences working with Ashley when he first came to the PBS Plus project? Absolutely. Ashley was referred by his GP to the project, which was great that she heard about it. Um, And meeting Ashley the first time, my initial impression certainly was that he was really, really anxious um, in that moment to be there. There'd been quite a few phone calls in the setup with the family member to get Ashley there. And I think it was a really big deal. Ashley was certainly really motivated to work on all the things he was talking about before. Um, but to just be there and meet someone new and think about actually working on this stuff was actually really overwhelming. Um, so we did meet and I think initially you, you actually said, I'm not sure about this, so I have to think about it a bit more and, and went away for a while, but we just kind of kept in touch and then we ended up meeting again a few months later and went from there. Yeah, so it, it was a bit of a process in the early stages to find find out where Ashley was at and to, so I guess, meet him where he was at, which was not, not quite ready, but um, it, it was a big step to at least have met you, Nadine, in the first instance. Yes, that's right. It, 
it was sort of a combination of you're kind of ready but not quite ready and we just had to you know slow down that initial stages until you felt a bit more comfortable um and that didn't take too long but it, it, i think when i first met ashley you hadn't really had any um therapy support as such for forever really other than your doctor yeah, um yeah. so yeah anything was new and different and yeah and you know being but obviously was really motivated to be part of the research and help others while actually working on his own goals at the same time so it was great that he stuck at it and gave it a shot and i think just to put that into context it's it was about 30 years post injury for you at this point and to have not really had that formal therapy I can understand that that would have been a really big jump and bring up a lot of uncertainty. And it sounds like, Nadine, for you, like that giving extra time, but also that checking in, not putting that pressure on that it's got to be in all the way or it's not happening was really helpful. Yeah, and I think on paper, Ashley, you you'd been through quite a lot, hadn't you, with, you know, some issues with the police and things. So there was actually quite a lot of reasons for you to to just live a quiet life at home and not get involved and not change anything up. Um, you know, things are safe when you're at home and not so safe when you're out and about. So I feel like it was a really big leap for you and, and for me to really work out the best way to work together and, um, you know, to bring the PBS plus approach to to working with you. So we were both working together on that. And I think also connecting with Ashley's family as well in that early stage. Yeah, it was really crucial to work with your family who support you and let them know what we're doing and because they want to make sure that you're okay and it wasn't going to make anything harder or, or more anxiety-provoking for you. So, yes, it was certainly... Um, you know, a bit of a process to really build a relationship, not only with Ashley, but with Ashley's family and 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 take it at everyone's pace, really. Yeah, so I guess in a way the work is already starting before the work starts. You're forming relationships, you're learning about each other and sort of demonstrating that, that real uh, sense and that real fundamental principle that, Ashley, you're in the driver's seat. You get to choose the pace when we start, what the destination is, who's on the in the car with you, all of those things. Yeah, I hope that that's what we were able to yeah. do in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So once you did get going, I know we're going to speak about projects, um, but what are some of the other things that you did in terms of strategies or approaches, uh, Nadine, in, in your work together with Ashley? Yeah, absolutely. Projects was um, the number one thing we worked on. But I think um, through that and in conjunction with that, we worked a lot on scripts um, and developing some scripts to use when you're out in the community. When Ashley was out, so he would think through some things to say, to build confidence, to reduce anxiety. Um, When in in places that were normally quite triggering um, for stress and frustration and, and possibly anger, so we actually came up with some some fun ones and some meaningful ones that would actually kind of um, just help um, change the tone of really how you're experiencing being out and about. Can we hear some examples of these scripts that help self-regulate behaviour in the community? 
Well, one of them was um, go in friendly, I think, you know, and go in like Marty or be like Marty. So yeah. uh, so usually using a bit of um, an attachment to a friend um, that was really confident in the community, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Uh, and so using, you know, just go in like Marty kind of helped because it, it made you think of just, you know, how would he sort of walk into a room rather than being stressed and worried? Um, another one was... Uh, often a bit of a trigger was you come across people like behind the shop counter that were a bit uh, rude or yeah. a bit unfriendly yeah. that would kind of set you off and feeling really stressed. Um, so we did a lot around don't let their bad day be your bad day. Yeah. 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 Um, what Can you think of anything else that you used in particular oh, with the card? I think. Um, uh, yeah, just, um, well, I used to go with the, um, the, the pay on the card and the machine wouldn't work and used to get a little bit frustrated and walk off. But before I go up to the counter now, I, I tell myself, I, in, I'll get relaxed and just tell myself if that happens, I'm um, not to worry and just, you know, work it out. So I sort of get myself in a different mo mode instead of getting panicky or getting a relaxed mode and tell myself if that happens, if that problem arises, to not not to panic and just just deal with it, relax. Yeah, that that's some great foresight and sort of looking ahead to what could go wrong and just preparing yourself just in case. Really proactive. That's fantastic. It's really yeah, preparing yourself before you go up there. Yeah. To get to that point, we had to really work out what the triggers were. Where, the, where were the places where you got the most stressed? Where were they? Um, what time of the day was the worst time? You know, we really had to work out uh, what were the, the number one things that you were most worried about in, in the community that could happen. And so in doing that, then we could create the scripts to manage them. And Ashley always followed up with any kind of... Um, trial or we, we would come up with something together and he, he'd say, well, I'll give that a go this week. And we checked in, you know, the next time and you'd say, yeah, actually that worked or that didn't work. So actually always was number one, you know, really motivated to try these things, even though they were quite hard um, and, and pushed you probably way outside the comfort zone a few yeah, times. Yeah. 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 When I've done them things, um, when I, I, I started getting more confidence and, um, I didn't. I didn't leave frustrated, and when I got home, get depressed. I actually left happy, and when I got home, I was happy, and it gave me more confidence every time I I done deal with it. Got got you know deal with a problem. Yeah, absolutely. It's very motivating to have had a success like that in the community when you're so used to it going pear shaped. When it goes well, you can be really proud of yourself, and it can be very uplifting and give you that more motivation and, and momentum to keep going to the next challenge. Yeah, now these days I, I, look, I look forward to the challenges instead of dreading them, yeah. That's brilliant. I do want to circle back though, Nadine. You said that, you know, it was at the start though, it was really outside of your comfort zone, Ashley. How did you take that first leap before you'd had all the success? How did you push yourself outside of your comfort zone to try the things that you and Nadine were talking about? I got a bit older and a little bit wiser. And um, I just um, um, just was, was sick of walking away all the time. I got like, yeah, fed up walking away and coming home and 
Um, we just yeah made them. We got some strategies going, and I gave them a go. And yeah, every they, every every time one worked, I, I um tried it again and again, and and um yeah, and I just got more relaxed every time. And yeah, because I, I was um was more um. I was more sort of anticipating something was going to go wrong before beforehand, and I was sort of looking for it. And then, and then I, I got um, upset, and then I came home, always lost out. And so, when I anticipated that it, if it did happen, and to relax and to deal with it properly, instead of yeah walking out. And once I dealt with a few things a few times. Um, it sort of just all clicked and made sense, and yeah, I was m- much happier for for that for doing it that way than in the other way. That's so brilliant, and it sounds like you were really ready. You were really motivated to try some things out, and you you had this idea that you know if things did go wrong, though, that you'd be able to cope, and you had other ways to cope than leaving. And it also sounds to me that like one of the things that might have helped was that you really trusted Nadine, that she was going to set you up to succeed rather than set you up to fail. Yeah, for sure. And I always, a lot of times I'll take my brother with me and he, I tell him not to say nothing, but just just a little bit of confidence, just so if, if, if I did get a bit upset, he was there to sort it out, like work it out with the people. So, yeah, always sometimes I took someone with me just to give me that little bit more confidence. And, and now I just go by myself. You're making it sound pretty easy, just a couple of goes. But I, I think there's a lot of, you know, a, a lot of hard work that you put in to, to put yourself out there, to try this out, to, to speak out that you were struggling and, and ask for help from your brother. All of those things are really, yeah, top notch. Well done. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, definitely a long road. And um, you just got to keep working at it, and and yeah, and um, just got to keep working and working, and yeah, there'll be a lot of downs and there'll be ups, and but yeah, at, at the end of the the day, when you, when um, it's all said and done, you should be a happier person if you get the if you get the right support, and 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 that it's always going to work out. That's relentless optimism, isn't it? If you get the right support, it, it's it's going to work out. Something will work. Might not be the first thing you try. It might be ups and downs, but there will be something that works. Yeah, I'm like an old dog now. I just um, go with the flow, and um, I'm not like a young puppy who wants to chew everything up and you know and carry on. I, yeah, I look. I've got a different outlook on life now. I don't go through really kicking and screaming at everything. I, I go through um, just relaxed and just join in be part of things and stuff yeah sounds very wise i love that metaphor kate that ashley's talking about there you know the old dog you know and he described that and i think that was a really nice way that you know after 30 years post-injury that you know for many years you were the reactive young pup jumping up at every sign or movement or sound and now you can kind of stop and be a bit more in control and then go why would I bother? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so you've got scripts, you've got metaphors. Um, you spoke a bit about some work on identity. What would Marty do? This friend you you know had so much admiration for. 
I'd love to now hear a bit about the project work you did uh, together. Nadine, do you want to sort of take us through a bit of an overview of of what that work looks like? Yeah, I, I loved working on project um, work with Ashley. I think, for one, Ashley's really very talented in repairing or building pretty much anything there is to build or repair, um, or he'll work it out if he doesn't know. So for Ashley, he had a lot of, Um, actual projects out in the shed or in the house that he sort of wanted to work on but uh, they were kind of dropping away whether that was with fatigue or you know just not quite finishing them or not knowing where to start as well on some of the things that he wanted to work on so we really kind of worked hard to prioritize um, what what was really meaningful for Ash and I think the number one thing was maybe trying to sell some things that he had made or fixed and, you know, to get some extra cash um, and and feel like you've accomplished something and finished things. Um, so we did a lot of work using the flexible framework with the PBS Plus um, strategy and that was, that was great. So we just really nutted it out what was the plan of what he could, you know, a, a small project within the house um, and what the obstacles were to that. And that, using that framework kind of really brought out, I suppose, the triggers in lots of ways because you, the obstacles to, um, you know, working on a particular DIY project might mean that I, I don't have the confidence to go to Bunnings to get that piece of material. So, you know, that opened up a whole lot of conversation around those, those really stressful things in your life. Um, so, yeah, we worked a lot on projects and, and each fortnight or you know a few weeks when I'd come back we would set a small project plan and you know come up with a really clear plan of what to do and I and then Ash would do all the hard work when I was away and I'd come back and check in and nearly every time we'd go yep I did that one yep and and but the best part was reviewing it because then we could really narrow in on what was the challenges you know you might say actually I got really tired in this one or no I actually found that one too big and I needed I needed to call in my brother to help or you know and so it just built a better profile of for Ash of what he's capable of um, and create a bit of structure around it. Yeah it sounds like you're able to bring together the projects and the flexible framework and then you know everything that we're doing is contributing to this understanding and increasing our capability to to manage difficult or challenging behaviors so you were able to sort of feed that into it as well through the obstacles um I, I i know that there were quite a number of highlights for for where the projects ended up growing to the list is many of the different projects i think you started with fishing sinkers making you know yeah, a whole yeah, lot of fishing yeah. sinkers to yeah. sell the market um but you're right like it, it really did take link to it gave us sort of it's, it's more than just making something or following up with something. It was actually gave us a really clear plan around managing some really challenges um, out in the community that were stopping you doing all these good things. You know, how can you sell things at market if you really don't have the confidence or the frustration tolerance to talk to strangers in the community? So, we, you know, it was a lot of conversations. We had a lot of talking about these things, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, what was the latest project? Was a, a lawnmower, I think? Yeah, I rebuilt a lawnmower motor for the, 
the, the fellow who mows me grass. I think it really shows how whichever project you're working on, like it was a project that really mattered to you and it was a really helpful way to kind of ground the work on the behaviour and something that was meaningful, that mattered, that was personal to you and that you did achieve something. Along the way, you're addressing the behaviours, but at the end of it, you've got a lawnmower to show, you've got your commerce and all of those sort of achievements as well to kind of add another feather to your cap. Yeah. Yeah. And it also opened up, you know, when you had to work with friends on projects and that the challenges with that and communicating with different people and the challenges with that. Previously, you would have really avoided that. And I think we had to take it small and steady um, to build the projects. You know, they were firstly just yours, but then they might have involved somebody else over time. And so what is your perspective, Ashley, on, on working on the projects, what you learnt through that uh, and how it might have helped you? Yeah, it was just like we set a goal and um, achieved the goal and um, that, 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 that was like helping, but just like one goal at a time and, and just, just take one step here and one step there and, yeah. It sounds like it really helped you sort of pace out the challenges so you didn't have to do them all at once but you could schedule them in that was your one goal for the day and you could work on that and then feel confident when that went well yeah. it gives you that momentum to go to the next challenge it's a really good way to um bring yourself out of a bit of a hole yeah, just by setting a goal was that something that you'd ever tried before not really i basically just walked off and went, i just locked, locked myself away but when we started working on those things yeah, and um, I was getting older and a bit wiser and uh, I was getting so sort of, you know, I really wanted to just fit in. I want to fit back in. I want to have a bit, I want to, to um, have a life. I want to be normal, you know, like I want to be able to go down the street and do stuff and goes wrong, deal with it instead of coming home. And once I left, I'd come home and get depressed, upset. And yeah, it's, it's digging, digging the hole deeper. So I started filling the hole back in and started building the confidence up, yeah. Another great metaphor. Instead of digging yourself deeper, you're filling the hole in so you can start to rise above. Yeah. Can you tell us anything else about how working with Nadine and working on projects and PBS Plus, how, how that's helped you? It's helped me um, good with a lot of confidence in that. And um, I, I like managing my fatigue when because like, you get tired, so... Sometimes when I do do projects and stuff, I um, let people know that you know it might take a, you know a little bit longer than normal and and stuff, so they're understanding and and all that. Yeah, that sounds like it's it's been so helpful as a way to practice fatigue strategies, and and that's been of great help to you. Anything else you want to add about what you've taken away from your time with Nadine on the on the project? Just so happy and thankful for um, just getting my confidence back and um, just being able to be part of part of um, normal life again. And um, it has been a long time. And um, yeah, I go to the gym three times a week, so um, I'll never ever have gone there, never ever. And um, except Nadine take me down there one day, and we yeah, and then after that I went myself. I was a little bit nervous for the first couple of times. Yeah, going to the gym three times a week, that's a huge achievement. That's really getting out there. Just love going there. It's just keeps me motivated. And um I love getting up get I get up early in the morning and you know, 
get in the car and I drive down there and I say hello to everybody and um, I do a workout and I come home and I just feel good. Everything I've been doing just makes me feel good. And that's also a real um, win as well that you're, you're driving now after not having driven for, was it 10 years? Yeah, yeah. I, I was um, driving around and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, so now I'm driving again. So that that's another thing that's made me happy and give me back some confidence. And, yeah, it just seems to be um, just steamrolling forward, like all good. Yeah, you just seem to be kicking more goals every day. For sure, absolutely. I can really hear that just, you know, you're just on the onwards and upwards. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't been like this since the accident. It's a long time ago, so just the whole lot of it's just um, made me a different person and just made me so much happier and I'm just so, so grateful. Yeah, well, well done to you and, and Nadine as well for your, your teamwork. Nadine, as I mentioned, you're an occupational therapist. And how do you think that background informs your work that you've done with Ashley and, and working as a PBS Plus therapist? Yeah, I think occupational therapy really works well with PBS Plus. You know, occupational therapists really take that life role participation, meaningful activities, you know, participation in the community, you know, real participation approach to anything we do. Um, And I don't think that's any exception to working with behavioural issues as well because it it absolutely goes hand in hand that to build up somebody's confidence and all the things that you do and that you love to do um, is crucial to turning around some really significant behaviour of concern and and actually um, making life a whole lot easier in, in lots of ways. I mean, Ash is describing, you know, a really great... Uh, outcome here and it and it came from a lot of hard work from him um, and I just do want to also acknowledge he had um, a GP who specialises in brain injury that he had lots of conversations with and, and lots of work together over many decades actually um, that set the scene probably for Ash being ready for this approach but yeah I think occupational therapy particularly working around that project and participation approach to acknowledging and working on behaviours of concern through that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think one of the things that we've seen from this project is that each discipline comes with their own skill set, but it's so complementary to PBS Plus. There's no expectation you can do everything, but the things that you can do, there's always a place for that within PBS Plus. Yeah, I, I do think that working in positive behaviours support is not necessarily has to be just in brain injury is just neuropsychologists. I do think it's a multidisciplinary um, option, you know, for, for working with Ash, the number one thing I think was building up a positive relationship and working collaboratively at Ash's pace at the start and Ash driving the therapy around his goals, as he says, and, and, and working at his pace. Um, and also, you know, the OT lens really looks at, routines and small ways we can develop skills at home or in the community so that really anything we can do to build up somebody's confidence and that they can get up out of in the morning and have something to look forward to and go to bed at night and go gee that was a good day that has a flow-on impact on many parts of the you know the issues with behavioral issues in the community so yeah it was great i absolutely loved working with ashen on this 
particular project and just um, it continues on. I can't wait to see what the next uh, 12 months will, <laughs> will hold for him. Well, I'm feeling very optimistic. Uh, I think it's very inspiring, your, your journey, Ashley. Um, do you have any messages to share with our listeners about what makes you relentlessly optimistic about your future? When I first started with the Dean, um, I didn't believe that it will help me this much. I, could, I can't believe it, how much it's helped me. And um, it's just amazing and um, how far I've come. And, um, yeah, so um, I, I was a bit – I wasn't really going to give it a go. And then I did. I was so glad I did give it a go now. And, um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was going to help me out like this. But, yeah, it's really good. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting happier and, and I do more and more and I want to do, do a lot more things and just – just be happy. I was just want to live life really good now. I didn't believe it was going to work this good. I thought we might have achieved a few things, but how much I've achieved, um, it's amazing. I didn't think it was going to work, not like this. Yeah. I guess when we are feeling, you know, sad and depressed, we don't feel particularly hopeful and optimistic that things will get better or they'll change. And now that you have worked hard in this this process, which I should also acknowledge, you know, that you and Adine worked for 12 months within the project, but then after the, the follow-up break, you did continue to work again. So this hasn't all been achieved in, in 12 months, um, but it's been, a, you know, a process over a few years that step-by-step step, you've really had enormous benefit and progress. And the most important thing is that you feel happy and you feel proud of what you've accomplished and positive about what will come next. Well, good on you and good on you both. And I can't thank you enough for sharing your story and experience today on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You've really helped, I think, to understand the journey you've been on with PBS Plus and specifically how projects have been so vital to underpin all the great work that you've hung onto it in terms of scripts and identity and looking out for triggers, rebuilding your confidence, getting the support of your family to achieve what you have. Uh, I hope, listeners, you've enjoyed this episode and, and gained some more insights into PBS+. Plus. So the PBS Plus website is monash.edu forward slash PBS, P-L-U-S. You can sign up to stay in the loop about our training opportunities and our latest research. We're also on Twitter at RelentlessOpt and Facebook, Relentless Optimism Podcasts. If you have any questions or you want to continue a conversation, please feel free to reach out by social media or email. That's relentless.optimism at monash.edu. This podcast is produced by me, Kate Gould, and Chiara Corso. Editing by James McPherson. Graphics by Kat Orgallo of Zenzi Design and Trevor. Also, as a disclaimer, this podcast is for general educational and informational purposes, and it is not a replacement for personal medical or therapeutic advice. So please consult your healthcare professionals for any medical or therapy questions or to arrange access to support. And I hope you come away from each episode feeling relentlessly optimistic that there is always something that works.